Welcome to the Friends of Israel Today. I'm Steve Conover, and with me is our host and teacher, Chris Katolka. Since 1942, the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry has produced our award-winning magazine, Israel My Glory. If you're conflicted about how mainstream media portrays what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, like the recent move of the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem or the unraveling of the Iran deal, Israel My Glory magazine provides a biblical framework for understanding these important issues. If you're not already a subscriber to Israel My Glory, I want to encourage you to go to foiradio.org to receive a free one-year subscription. Again, visit foiradio.org to get your free subscription or call our listener line at 888-343-6940. That's 888-343-6940. Today, our entire program is dedicated to our most recent issue of Israel, My Glory. It's a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly of social media and how it affects Israel and the church. Well, today on the program, our very own Sarah Fern, media content manager and co-writer for our radio show at the Friends of Israel will be joining me on air to highlight her article in Israel, My Glory and to discuss how Christians should interface with social media and whether or not it helps or hurts Israel. Also, Pastor David Lemming, senior pastor of Lewis Memorial Baptist Church, will be on the program to share how he, as a pastor, uses social media to reach his people today. But first, the news. The U.S.-based Anti-Defamation League, the ADL, conducted a poll that revealed that over two-thirds of Israeli teens reported that they were exposed to anti-Semitic content online, with Facebook remaining the platform with the most reported hate speech against Jews. Results of the poll show that 68% of Israeli youth have encountered anti-Semitism online, while 8% of all teens saying the anti-Semitism, the speech, was directed personally right at them. Well, here's my take. Those who leave anti-Semitic posts hide behind their anonymity. They spew hate speech from their armchair in their homes with no repercussions whatsoever. And this probably is one of the reasons Israelis feel so alone in the world. They not only deal with watching the mainstream media criticize their every move, they also deal with seeing the anti-Semitic heart of people all around the world on social media. So if you see anti-Semitism on social media, don't just stare at it. Call it out and defend your Jewish friends. So the first time that I got a social media page was in 2007 with Facebook, and it was brand new. Uh, It was spreading throughout all the colleges, and I was in seminary at the time, and it was something that was just for 20-year-olds or so. It's something for college students. And then all of a sudden, um, our friend's parents started getting Facebook pages, and then my mom got a Facebook page, and then my grandmother got a Facebook page. And now it seems like everybody has some form of social media. It's not just Facebook. It's Instagram. It's Twitter. It's everybody's connected in some way. That's why today on the program, I have Sarah Fern with us. And Sarah is uh, just wrote a great article in, in our recent issue of Israel My Glory, which looks at social media and Israel. And, and Sarah does an amazing job highlighting what social media is. Sarah, great to have you on the program. Thanks. Great to be here. It's great to have you. Uh, let's talk a a little bit about social media. How long have you been on social media? Uh, going on 11 years, same story as you. Yeah, it's it's crazy. A decade has gone by and it seems like everybody's connected these days. Uh, Sarah, talk a little bit about the influence social media has 
really had on the world over the past 15 years. You know, it's, it's pretty remarkable what's happened in such a short amount of time. It really is. I mean, 78% of Americans, that's over 250 million people um, in the United States have a social media account. They may not use it, but they have one. So social media is the influence, whether we like it or not, is huge. And it can be used for good and it can be used for bad. But it's a tool like anything, like a car, a hammer, whatever. It's a tool that we can use. You know, when I think about Facebook, when I think about social media, it's not just a place anymore where we are connecting and showing pictures of just our family and friends. I mean, it's a marketplace. It's a place where you can buy things. It's a place where businesses are advertising. Um, It really has become the new uh, arena for connecting with people. TV and radio are almost taking a back seat, it almost seems like, in many ways. Absolutely. I mean, now, plenty of people still use media or social media for um, to keep up with their friends and family. My family lives 10 hours away from me. And if I haven't posted a picture of my son in a few days, um, I, I get in trouble and they're asking. That's right. But it's also a great place for us to get our news. That's where I get all of my news from Twitter, a social media marketplace. I follow news organizations that I agree with, some that I don't agree with. I like to read all the sides, look at it, get different views of it. It's a place where people go to voice their opinions, to write their opinions, and to comment on your opinion. Yeah, that's true. They love commenting on opinions. And I think that's the question I have is, you know, as we get more connected and, 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 we're, and we're sharing with one another on social media, it's again, like you said, it's not just a place where we're sharing pictures of our kids as much as our parents want to see them. It's really a marketplace now, as we've been talking about, of ideas and opinions. So when someone shares news on social media, uh, people don't just read it. Uh, they respond to it with their opinion. I, I call it the democratization of of news. It's no longer just something that you digest. It's something that you you really share back out because you share your opinion. And I guess my question is, does, does this have a good impact on society? You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yes and no. I mean, the answer is going to be yes and no when it comes to social media, because there's always the good with, with society. Um, we're able to get someone else's perspective on the other side of the world that we have never been able to get on a personal level. But also it's like you were talking about in the news, it, it's a place to spew hate Mm -hmm. also. And um, so yes and no. Now, Let's focus social media as, uh, and Israel. Let, let's put these two things together. You know, Israel is a sensitive subject depending on, on who you talk to. Do you think social media is fair to Israel? Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think, again, it's um, it brings awareness to Israel. Um, social media has uh, changed some of my friends' view of how they view Israel some good, some bad, but um, it also is a place to spread that hate. And um, I, I thought of the article that was written, Echo Chambers of Hate, in this issue of Israel My Glory, and it stated that 83 seconds, mm-hmm. every 83 seconds, someone uploads an anti-Semitic post. So 83 seconds, that's nothing. Yeah. And if you think about it, if you think about the size of Israel, um, the actual physical size of it, Something that dominates our news every every day sometimes, especially right now with all that's going on, it's 
Israel is tiny. Then its neighbor is Jordan. It's four times the size of, of Israel. Syria, Syria's eight times the size of Israel. Iran is 80 times the size of Israel. So we're talking about this tiny nation that there's so much emotion that comes out of it. We can look at it as Bible-believing Christians who see a future for Israel, and we look at it and say, of course, it's a spiritual battle. That's what's going on. Um, but not everyone sees it that way. So for Friends of Israel, we, um, we take that and we, we take social media and we are trying to use it for the good and to open people's eyes and make them aware of what Israel contributes to society, um, how the Bible talks about Israel. Uh, we, have, we have videos that we've made for someone on social media who is like, mm, I'm a Christian, but I don't really know why exactly I support or why I should support Israel. We've made a video about that, something that people can share, that it's easy to digest and it articulates it well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also places like Prager University, uh, Dennis Prager started this and it's a, it's a nonprofit bipartisan um, organization. It, the CEO is an Israeli woman. It's very pro-Israel. Really? I yes. didn't know that. Yeah. And it's um, it's very pro-Israel and it's a great resource and that we can share on our social media sites to just to give people in all of the noise that's going on with social media um, against Israel. It does shine a light on it. Uh, you know, you were you were talking a little bit about the idea of the Friends of Israel having our own social media pages. We have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter page, we have an Instagram page. We are connected, we are sharing our information. How do people get connected with Friends of Israel online so they might be able to share some of this content that we're putting about, out about, uh, about Israel and, and uh, how people can support Israel and things of that nature? It's exciting. Our Facebook page, the, you just put in the search, the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry, our logo pops up right there. You can go right on and see. You just like it, and you can follow. Same with Twitter is F-O-I-G-M for Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry, and also Instagram. And we have worked with organizations through our Israeli Relief Fund, where we've uh, raised money for bomb shelters, especially in times um, when the tension is getting rough in the vulnerable areas of Israel. And we've raised money for these bomb shelters so we're so people can actually give right there online through social media to change lives and to save lives yeah so folks check us out friends of israel gospel ministry on facebook at foigm on twitter and at foigm on instagram as well and you'll be able to connect with the friends of israel that way and and you know what sarah you we were just chatting about the idea of the anti-semitism that appears in comments you know really you you see because people don't have to be face to face they can kind of sit back in their armchair and type on their phone they can speak the hate from the heart and they don't affect anybody except for the reader as christians though we should have a different perspective i think i think we need to have a different way of how we interact on social media because there are things i read on social media that i don't agree with at all and i want to respond right away uh how do you think a christian should respond on social media uh, on any platform um when it comes to things they disagree with or maybe even their faith is being attacked or maybe their view on israel is being attacked how should a christian respond i personally just look to the wisdom of proverbs i 
there are, there are times to speak up and there's times to stay quiet. I call sometimes what people do on social media where they're spewing or not even, they're just giving this uh, opinion of theirs. Um, I call it Twitter muscles. They have <laughs> Twitter muscles um, because they are, they're behind their screen doing this, something they would never say to someone face to face. And um, I would say for Christians, we're to be known for our love and the biblical meaning of love. And that doesn't mean that we have to write all the wrongs and we have to set everyone straight. That's not our job. That's mm-hmm. Jesus's job. That's right. So I think that checking just normal things, checking your tone, our tone doesn't come across online all the time as it does face to face. So checking your tone, making sure that what you're saying is um, is done kindly and sometimes just not responding. Um, you know, Proverbs speaks of that, of just not talking back to maybe a fool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But those are the those are the things that I think um, we have to be checking ourselves and constantly just asking God for wisdom on those because we can become consumed with those because it's the world at our fingertips. And that's a scary thing, good and bad. Good and bad. And, you know, I really think you're right, Sarah. There's a time to respond, but always do it in a gentle and compassionate spirit. I think that's a Christ-like response. Sarah, uh, let's end with this. What's the future of social media? You you know, do you think it's here to stay? Is this ultra connectivity? Is this something that still has a future? Or do you think people will start pulling away for a more simple life? You know, I always say in history, the pendulum always swings the other way. Um, Just give it a few generations. So um, when I look at Generation Z, which is our children, um, they're in school right now and in diapers. And um, they, they, they are going to use social media different. The younger millennials and the older Generation Z, um, they're already using it less. But the main thing is, is that we are made for community. That's how God made us. So um, he designed us that way. And that's what we're doing. We're all seeking out this community, uh, whether we're doing it online or in person. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how our children and our children's children um or just what they're going to come up with next. It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a balancing effect that happens because I think even our kids are going to grow up seeing how we had our heads buried in our phones oftentimes. Absolutely. And I'm wondering what their response will be to that when they get older. Uh, but, you know, for the future of social media, I- I'm-, I'm excited to see what it is too. And as you said, Sarah, and I think it's a very, uh, very wise, is that this is just a tool, folks. This isn't life. This is a tool and it can be used for good and it can be used for evil. And so as believers in the Lord Jesus, I want to encourage you, use it for the glory of God. Use this as a tool for the glory of God to share and encourage people. That's what social media should be used for on our end. And I want to encourage you also, be sure to check us out once again on all of our social media platforms, Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry on Facebook. Check us out there. Like like our Facebook page. Uh, go to If you're a Twitter follower, go to at F-O-I-G-M, the Friends of Israel Gospel ministry at FOIGM and the same uh, handle as well for Instagram. Sarah, thanks so much for being on the program and for enlightening us a bit on social media, how it affects Israel and the church and how we should respond as Christians online. Thanks for having me.
If you're familiar with our ministry, you know that we emphasize the need for solid biblical teaching and accurate analysis on the news of the day. One of the best resources for great biblical teaching that I know is the Friends of Israel's magazine, Israel, My Glory. Chris, some may not realize that Israel, My Glory has been around since 1942 and has well over 150,000 subscribers. Yeah, I'll tell you, I travel the country speaking in churches, churches in big cities and small rural towns. And no matter where I go, I always meet people who read our magazine and trust it as a resource for Middle East news and great biblical teaching. To order your free one-year trial subscription to Israel My Glory magazine, visit foiradio.org. Compelling editorials, teaching about God's plan and promises to Israel, accurate analysis of Israel in the Middle East, that's Israel My Glory. And the next six issues are yours free. Visit foiradio.org. With me on air today is Pastor David Lemming, pastor of Lewis Memorial Baptist Church in Huntington, West Virginia. And this entire episode has been about our most recent issue of Israel, My Glory, which looks at social media and Israel and the church, the good, the bad, the ugly. I encourage you, if you're not already a subscriber to Israel, My Glory, be sure to go to foiradio.org to to get a one-year free subscription. And you know, as as I was writing my article on, on the use of, of social media and the, this new world of connectivity that we have through social media, the first person that came to my mind was Pastor Lemming, only because I scroll through my Facebook feed often, and I see him on there, and I see how he uses social media, and it's encouraging to me, and I live in New Jersey, and he lives in West Virginia, so I can only imagine how encouraging it is to his congregation. Pastor Lemming, great to have you on the program, sir. Thank you, Chris. It's good to be with you. Pastor Lemming, um, you use social media so well. We're going to talk about how you use social media as a pastor. But how did you enter into this realm of connecting via social media? Well, I think the work of a pastor is the work of communicating the truth of God to the people of God, as well as the truth of God to people who need to know God. And you're looking for every avenue that you have to, to have an inroads. And it's so difficult a lot of times to get into people's houses, uh, to be able to meet them as a stranger, uh, person to person. But a lot of times they'll connect with you through social media and it gives you a bridge. And we've actually had opportunities to, to get to know people online that then open the door for us to be able to get to, get to know them person to person. And it was just something that was a natural because it's one of the one of the things that we're supposed to be doing, which is communicating the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it was just an opportunity for us to use another medium for the purpose of, of touching people's lives with the truth. I have to say this for my audience. The, the reason I've picked out Pastor Lemming is because of the way that he utilizes 
his social media, and he utilizes it from his from his personal page. Uh, it's the same page he posts pictures of his grandkids on or him going on uh, a date with his wife. In one way, it's his personal page. In another way, it's him as a pastor shepherding his people. And, you know, when I was writing my article, I, I couldn't help but, see, but uh, be reminded of the conversation that you and I had that for you, social media... Um, is a discipleship tool. It's a, it's a way that you're ministering to your congregation on a daily basis. Can you share some methods that you use to, to, to convey the gospel of Jesus Christ and to teach people uh, uh, the Word of God through social media? Sure. Uh, well, there's a lot of dangers with social media, and we're all aware of all those different dangers. Um, I see them, and other people see them, and we talk a lot about them. But we decided that you could either run away from it or you could redeem it. And we decided to redeem the use of social media to look for a way, at least personally, to look for a way to use it in a positive, uplifting way. And by doing that, you know, I post verses of scripture or uh, messages that I've delivered or devotions or articles that have been written, uh, not just my family things and not just fun things. Uh, and I stay away from the the deeply controversial issues that always end up in a, in a conflict of some kind. I don't think that's the medium uh, to accomplish that, but we, we try to use it to be uplifting. And in the process, a lot of folks have communicated back with me, not always in the feed itself, but by way of a messenger or in a way of an email to ask questions or to want more information about. Uh, and then it also allows me to, to have our people be able to, to see or people who are connected to me be able to see things of encouragement every day, a verse of scripture, something just to lift them. And, you know, a lot of times we've had people along the way that have said, you know, that verse, I read that verse at exactly the right moment, or I read that article at just the right time. And, you know, it's there with them. Just about everybody I know has social media. It's carried in their hand and in their pocket or pocketbook. And, you know, they bring it out, they look at it several times a day. So you have an opportunity to be present with people where they are uh, doing something positive and something biblical, you know, that has the potential of changing their lives. And and I think you nailed it. You know, we can't escape the fact that social media is a new place of connecting. It's a new place where people are going. And like you said, it's with them in their pockets, in their purses, it's their phones. And it's a new way that I think is a challenge for churches and pastors to have to take that step of faith to know that this is a tool. That's the one thing we're trying to communicate. This is a tool. It can be used for good and it can be used for evil. And we choose to use it for the glory of God. Correct. We use it as a means of spreading uh, the good news about Christ, you know, that has the potential of changing their lives. Pastor Lemming, thank you so much for spending time with us and for using social media for the good, and we are thankful for you. If you want to read my article in the latest issue of Israel, My Glory, it informs you about exactly what Pastor Lemming was saying, the way he uses his social media, and other information on how social media can be used to benefit Israel as well. Be sure to pick up, if you're not already a subscriber, our most recent issue of Israel My Glory by going to foiradio.org. Thank you so much, Pastor Lemming, for being with us. I know you're a very busy man. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks to both Sarah Fern and Pastor David Lemming for being with us today. 
Chris, as we close, since social media is not in the Bible, how should we view these kinds of advancements in technology? What's the universal principle or the takeaway for today's program? Well, Jesus definitely didn't have a Facebook page. But let me say this, technology is nothing new. Uh, Just because we've uh, entered into an era of advanced technology, that doesn't mean uh, technology has been developing over the years. You know, even John in 2 John 12 highlights this idea that he has many things. John writes that he has many things to write to, to his readers, but he says, I do not wish to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come and speak to you face to face. You know, paper and ink was a technology then. It was something that they used to communicate, but deep in the heart of what John really wanted, which I think is something we should all desire, is not to have a digital connection, but to have a personal connection, a face-to-face connection, as John says. Very helpful. Thank you, Chris. Our host and teacher is Chris Gatolka. Today's program was produced by Tom Gallione, co-written by Sarah Fern. Our theme music was composed and performed by Jeremy Strong. I'm Steve Conover, executive producer. Thanks for being with us. The Friends of Israel Today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide Christian ministry communicating biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while fostering solidarity with the Jewish people. 